One of the key themes of the World Economic Forum in Davos is the entire issue of um, ensuring that uh, sustainable development is looked at from all perspectives, certainly the perspective of gender, very, very important indeed. Also, engendering health research is an area which is of interest to India. It is certainly an interest to my very special guest, Smriti Irani, the minister. Thanks, ma'am, very much uh, for being with us. Um, you know, you speak about empowerment at so many levels. Uh, when it comes to health, ultimately health is about empowerment. Uh, and yet, if you look at it statistically, the numbers that we get for uh, women around the world, and certainly in India, are often inaccurate. For example, I was reading 25% of the lives of women is marred by poor health, and yet health research doesn't seem to reflect that enough. Is that not a big problem? I think we've not Still look managed... At managed to make a case for enhanced investments in women's health from the perspective of research. Mm. Uh, women happen to be at the receiving end of pharmaceutical support or institutionalized medical support only when things got aggravated vis-a-vis -vis their own health. Mm. Um, I can speak for the Indian yeah. cultural context. Yeah. Uh, there were women who were in our families and our communities self-medicating because they didn't want their health, not only financially but also psychologically, yeah. to be of burden mm -hmm. to their uh, familial surroundings. I also believe India has made now a case for financial enhanced investments mm -hmm. in just gender mm -hmm. across the board. Mm -hmm. So you talk about health. We have now the world's largest healthcare program under Aishman Bharat. 440 million Indians plus who are a part of this service, which services over 1900 diseases, including mm. cancer, mm. cardiological challenges, mm. across 27,000 mm. hospitals in the country. For the world, it has taken quite a while to accept mm. that 440 million needs can be serviced from the treasury mm. without a single rupee coming from the private sector. So we have made a case for good governance, but also digital governance. Right. So we have brick and mortar infrastructure on medical uh, issues, mm. be it your Janaushadi Kendras, mm. 10,000 of them across the country, mm. where your pharmaceutical needs can be met at 90% uh, less of the cost as in the open market. What is fascinating is it's not serving only the poorest of the poor, but also the middle class and the lower middle mm. class. So you're making affordable healthcare a reality for the middle class as well. Then you have this whole segment of one lakh health and mm. wellness centers, which are dedicated to preventive care, which is the world's largest ecosystem on preventive care. If you look at just the Ayushman Bharat Encourage Hospital admissions, we have hit a figure of 62 million hospital admissions. Wow. If you look at it from a gender perspective, one of the greatest challenges from a female health perspective was that issues like cancer of the breast and the cervix were never discussed openly. For us, it was no less of a revolution when the Prime Minister spoke about mm. the one rupee sanitary mm. pad mm. from the ramparts of the mm. Red Fort mm. because he made gender and health needs and menstrual hygiene um, mainstreamed part of conversations. It's never happened, yeah. let alone in India, but in any democracy yeah. of the world, that the head of government yeah. speaks about access yeah. to menstrual yeah. hygiene yeah. products. Yeah. That being said, the costs of such products are being offset many a times mm. because of the benevolence of the government, right. because of the support more so of the taxpayer. Yes. If you look at now, where are the new investments needed? 
data sets now are available without breaching privacy of any individual in our country which can help inform which are the demographic uh, and geographic so location no gender disaggregated data uh, particularly there, when it comes to health i think we are moving in that direction and why am i saying this for two reasons not only from the perspective of women but also children right. so we have now in the world the largest numbers of women who have tested themselves and gotten themselves treated for cancer of the breast and cervix 200 hmm. million women the largest got, number in the world have gotten themselves tested courtesy government of india apart from that we in the ministry of women and child education uh, development have the largest nutrition program in the world which is the prime minister's flagship scheme called poshan we have digitally leveraged yeah. uh, facilities 1.4 million anganwadis 2.2 million anganwadi female workers yeah. and 100 million beneficiaries right. 75 million children under the age of 6 and 25 million pregnant and lactating women every day data is uploaded mm. with regards to the services that are delivered mm. with regards to their health challenges mm. that data then at the back end mm. is shared and is available to the ministry of health once the child is out of the anganwadi service system and then progressively it, it goes, goes to another department we are already tied up at the so back of the department of education the well being of a child, of a child. from 0 to 6 in my department and 6 onwards in health and in education so additionally we can and we have hmm. additionally you have pregnant and lactating women who have received fiscal cash benefits into their bank accounts directly under the pradhan mantri matruvandana yojana hmm. where if there's a loss of wages because a woman has to get vaccinated during hmm. her pregnancy hmm. or get a checkup done hmm. by her doctor we can compensate for it we give 6000 rupees hmm. courtesy the prime minister's flagship program hmm. 3 crores 30 million women have benefited from it but in the last budget a new introduction uh, was celebrated where the prime minister said if the second child is a girl child get the additional money no no so this is so interesting these are all data sets that have helped us understand two things vishnu one the number of institutional deliveries that have gone up hmm. so there's a direct correlation for us to say yeah. okay if you give this benefit yeah. and acclimatize yeah. a woman and a yeah. family yeah. to an institutional mechanism yeah, of yeah. delivery of healthcare yeah. they tend to have a stickiness factor yeah. there so that has gone up maternal mortality rate has come down and child mortality rates have come down so when you're talking about financial assistance in specific cases for example in the case of women requiring health checks of particularly type particular types of ailments this is absolutely targeted yes. so therefore it's not a dole it is it's it's Because not a political dole saying we will do this for women no there are consequential effects right. uh, to that intervention apart from it there is departmental collaboration across ministries for instance the nutrition program though it is housed in the ministry of women and child development hmm. we work with 18 ministries across hmm. the board hmm. which includes water sanitation hmm. it includes hmm. agriculture hmm. it includes even sports hmm. because we want our children to not only be fed but also exercise right. and inculcate that behavior at a very early stage so when you shared all this data with people over here i think they were flabbergasted with the magnitude the scale at which we are delivering and the speed at which we are delivering for many it is a bit difficult to comprehend because what i see here is an expectation that technology is to benefit businesses so that they are enhance profit hmm. india has made a case not only 
with regards to our digital capacities as professionals and as businesses. We have uniquely made a case for scale and speed to use technology to deliver social justice. Yes. And we are about to at the anvil of delivering democracy. Yeah. And I think one of the key examples of that, and this is, is banking, right? Uh, I think that is ultimate empowerment. If, if women in our country uh, who in the past have not had access to bank accounts, who need targeted support, actually get a digital bank account, and there is money over More there which is directed to them. More than that. The unsaid often stories of the female banking correspondent who is walking up Tell to us the about homes of our rural communities. They are on an average managing cash transactions, putting them back into the formal banking sectors from people who are a part of, let's say, informal segments of our economy. Volumes, I can speak as somebody who's seen it in UP, volumes go up to 3 lakh rupees a day. Hmm. So the fiscal discipline that they are helping in percolation and mm -hmm. implementation is fantastic and all of them are armed with a digital device which bioauthorizes the customer to ensure that the engagement is transparent and uh, helps benefit not only the banking and financial institutions to create a credit story for each customer yeah. but also create I think uh, a convenient engagement for the customer at hand. So though you are looking at Mudra, and I might here add, Mudra was not a gendered financial instrument. 400 million loans given, 70% women mm. beneficiaries, which is about 280 million loans given only mm. to women. Now what is fascinating is, 230 million women opened their bank accounts, courtesy mm. Jandhan, mm. 500 million accounts in totality. Mm. 280 million turned up for a bank loan. Wow. Now, this might be easy for those who are at Davos, who are, uh, accustomed, the, who are accustomed to engaging yeah. with financial institutions to get credit for their businesses in large volumes. But imagine that woman who has lived her entire life in a village or who has lived in a slum to create a business plan, go to a bank, convince a bank that her plan uh, is functional receive the credit, service the business need and then service the loan, paid back and then take repeated rounds of credit to grow her business. Right. So the revolution is not only at the top where stand-up and start-up has created an ecosystem of enterprise. The revolution at the grassroots is exponential. Is it not a concern, however, that literacy uh, is something which often is required when it comes to accessing the digital backbone that we're talking about? There are those who cannot access a smartphone, number one. Number two, there are those who cannot buy a and smartphone. And that is where the bridge like... So the, how do we bridge that? That is where the bridge like the banking correspondent, the yes. banking sake comes and becomes relevant. Apart from that, that the government has opened 4 lakh common service centers across the country which supply digital support to neighborhoods to engage with governments digitally at the center or at the state. That facility was never yeah, available. That's, that's <laughs> so that, that, that answers the question. There is a person who We have in our country... ...who are unable to use... Yes, and not only, not only financial yeah. instruments. Mm -hmm. So even if you need your Aadhaar certification done, yes. Yes. the DigiLocker, yeah. how do you actualize it for yeah. people who are otherwise, you presume, are yeah. digitally disenfranchised? Yes. We have systems in place which yeah. are functional. Yeah.
on that. And is that something you've spoken about as well to people who ask you this question? I think that they that are India so, is a poor country, illiterate so country, etc. Et because you've got you you figured out a system which works for those which who are, else who, has who, who, who have difficulties in accessing them. It That's helps, natural in many cases. I think it helps to have a prime minister who's had such a political, social, and cultural view of the country. Mm. Um, not only his stint as the head of government, as Chief Minister Gujarat or Prime Minister at the national level, but the scale of his experience across the country as maybe a pracharak or as an organizational man for the BJP gives him enough experience and helps him contextualize his administrative or governance agenda from that perspective. So, for instance, everybody hears the whole promenade is a buzz with AI. Prime Minister Modi is the first head of government who has used an AI tool called Bhashini yes. to deliver a speech in Hindi hmm. and have it simultaneously translated, translated in, Ta in Tamil. Yeah. <laughs> no head of government or politician has done that. Think about the technology And he's done that, that in office. And it's all done in It's a political in risk. It no is. leader yeah. wants egg on their face by using a technology or an instrument which has yeah. not been publicly ever displayed. Yeah. This is a made in India technology, yes. made by the government yeah. and its support, and deployed by the head of government. Right. Now that story will leave many here yeah. astounded. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about climate and gender justice. What is the leak? I think that there is no segment of economy or society which, which is delinked from the word gender justice. Mm -hmm. I don't think justice has a gender, firstly. Mm -hmm. But I think when you look at justice from the prism of gender, there are many things that we can do to accelerate uh, the promise of justice. If I look at from a governance or an administrative yeah. point of view, climate has never had a gender prism. Mm. Though those who are displaced and most affected because of climate challenges are women and children. Mm. So when uh, sea levels rise and displaces communities, the most affected are women and children. When temperatures rise, the big health burden falls upon women and children. So we do not have an international framework as to how to deliver comfort or how to deliver services in such challenging circumstances. The fact that we have fulfilled our climate responsibility, not because it was financed by the global north, to do it the global north yeah. but we did it on our own strengths yeah. to fulfill our commitment one uh, is something that indians uh, should rejoice in but particularly so because at the cop we had a conversation also around gender and what is let's say the framework for those who are a part of rescue operations I had then an interesting story. Disaster. I got an interesting story for you yesterday. Vedanta was telling me Priya Agarwal of Vedanta is that they've got women miners. For the first time, they've got the women miners who are rescue crews yes. and they operate underground. Isn't that, that, isn't that remarkable? The empowerment? fact that what is remarkable is that you have more and more companies happy to take on more and more female professionals yeah. Yeah. in underground mining after Prime Minister Modi opened up that segment. The question is, the fact that the talent was ready, the industry was ready, why wasn't the government before us ready, uh, gives cause for much speculation or conversation. But I'm glad better late than never. Yeah.
We had women PCR crews in NDTV 20 years back, 100% women, everyone, all our engineers, our directors. It was a matter of huge pride for us. Even now, I think we are possibly majority women, more than 60%. That's something in the media that we are very proud of. When um, in the past, even with this government, the focus was always targeting women with various program schemes, etc., etc. There is now a transition to women-led how is that happening? I think because there's also an economic case, like I said, that Prime Minister Modi has made for what happens when you make women not uh, a part of the endowment process or a hand-me-down process, but a part of a process where they're equal partners in growth and they become the fulcrum for that growth. I think that tectonic shift in narrative of women's development as though we were waiting for handouts from the world and especially a specific gender for emancipation was a talk-me-down compared to when the Prime Minister of India says that women-led development becomes the agenda. We didn't limit the agenda to ourselves. No. We took it to G20. It and we, we mm -hmm. impressed upon the world that they need to really look at how they address women and their issues. So if you look at the McKinsey report, it says that we will have an additionality of $770 billion by 2025 if we enhance uh, a female's cooperation and participation in our economy. That being said, there are many parts of the female contribution to the economy which are not counted. Nationally or globally, there isn't a resolute framework which is globally accepted which recognizes that we have 9 crore women, 90 million women, who are now managing yearly a business worth $37 billion at the grassroots, that being the self-help group. Here you have industry leaders and giants talking about, you know, technology, drones. There Prime Minister Modi back home says, let's give drones to self-help groups. Right. So they can help our farming communities move from traditional farming to precision agriculture. So the mindset of how we are looking at the female potential in India is absolutely different. And one final question, it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's sort of a political question. It works politically for the BJP as well. You I know, don't think it's a political commitment if, of the if Prime you Minister. Are, if you are giving women I uh, think, opportunities... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm doing this. I yeah, don't think it's a political commitment for the Prime Minister because he invested in gender justice and parity when it was not even fashionable, let alone here, but even back home. Okay, fair enough. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Smriti Rani over there extremely passionate about the word empowerment at so many levels. Uh, gender justice is critical. There's so many conversations taking place over here. But I think the big takeaway for me is to actually see how the entire issue of gender justice can also be served through the digital backbone uh, that we speak about in India today. It's back to the studio.